Today we're also um, joined by Jen Cooper from KaiCycle. KaiCycle is um, a bicycle-powered food waste collection service. They've recently participated in the Low Carbon Challenge, becoming one of the finalists. And um, they're now on the difficult home stretch of crowdfunding so that they can take the next steps to collecting our, us Wellingtonians, our compost. Um, kia ora, Jen. Welcome yeah. to Access um, thanks for joining us. So how did it all start for you? Because I'm guessing um, you, you had a bit of your own journey before um, kind of pairing up with um, KaiCycle from the sounds of your accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, where do you want me to start? Um, when did you kind of get interested in um, in uh, food collection or, or when did it get highlighted to you that perhaps we're not doing all that we could? Well, um, I mean, it's something that I've been interested in for a while. So I studied marine biology, but environmental science in a sense, and I've always been really interested in human impacts. Um, and when I was studying over in Australia, which was just last year, I was really quite good friends with a girl over there who did food rescue. And that's a, a bit more along the lines of what Kaibosh does, which is kind of collecting food to deliver to people, you know, edible food. Um, and so when I came over here, which was in November, I... I looked to try to get involved with Kaibosh or the free store and everyone was busy. They had no really? volunteer spaces. But, yeah, really? seriously. Well, that's hey? good, isn't it? I know. Yeah, it's really great. And then I went on like a little tour of tour of New Zealand and came back um, and actually got a job with Kaibosh this time, which was really, really great because I you know, I'd really wanted to be doing the food rescue stuff I was doing over in Australia because it just, it just feels right. Um but at that time, when I got back here, I was living in a communal flat, um, and we were just all vegetarians, and we were just throwing this stuff in the bin. And I was really? like, I was like, we can't do this. And I'd watched a couple of permaculture movies, and you know, I knew that there were people in, um, in like, say, in Portland and other places, and mainly in California, who were doing this like bike-powered food waste collection service. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I can do that. And, and um, I remember speaking to some of the guys at Kaibosh and they were like, oh, we, we think, I think someone's doing that already. And it actually happened that KaiCycle and, and Workerbee, which is kind of also part of the the mm. organization, actually used to have their meetings in at Kaibosh on a Monday night. And I was driving one night and then I just like, I've just bumped into them. And it was, and they said, oh, we're KaiCycle. And I just sat down and didn't get back up again. Right. <laughs> and so, so Kai Cycle's been through a little bit of a reinjection of energy lately. Yeah. Pri- prior to, I guess, prior to to entering in the low carbon challenge. Yeah. So it was taken over. I, I actually, which is really bad. I don't know the names of the former people who used to run it, but they were some lovely women, which is great. We Sorry, can, we'll edit them in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, Donald, who is is part of the organisation, he took it over. And it was incorporated into, a, a, I guess, an umbrella organization called the Worker Bee. Um, and that is, we also have a, an urban farm. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a kind uh, of like yeah, cyclical we've had, system. We've had some Worker Bee people on before, I think. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. But I had a feeling they were doing stuff out at Karori. Yeah, yeah, so they have, um, there's an orchard out at Karori and there's a, a, a farm yeah. in, in Newtown. Cool. So it was it was taken over, I think, by Donald then, and yeah, then once it was brought under the organisation, it's kind of become the baby of the organisation now. Right. Um, so it's it's part of the the charitable organisation, and it's not really for profit, but it is a, a revenue arm of of mm. the farm. And so, so to the layman, how does it work? How does just Kai Cycle itself? Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's it's super easy. 
So um, we we come along. Well, you get you, you sign up and you get your first week for free. And then we come along on, currently we're only doing our deliveries on a Friday. So we come along on a Friday with our, our bike from Switched On Bikes and our trailer, which uh, I actually helped build, which is great. <laughs> and we give you a 20 litre bucket. And then you just you just fill that with food waste for a week. And then the next Friday we come, we pick it up and we give you another bucket. Awesome. Yeah. And then you don't see the other end. We cycle it back to the farm and stick it in our compost bays and... And we put it on the veg eventually. And you do this <laughs> you do this service for businesses as well, don't you? Yeah, so businesses yeah. and residents. So um we we're, we're kind of we're um limited geographically really at the moment. And what we'd like is a, a farm and a kai cycle in every in every suburb. But yes, yeah, so businesses uh, it's for sixty dollars mm. a month. So you pay a monthly subscription and you get a weekly collection and uh, residence is thirty dollars. Cool. And so that catchment area is something around kind of Tearado to um, Newtown. Yeah. yeah. So we go into town and Newtown, um, yeah, Arrow Valley and Mount Cook and a, a bit of Mount Vic. And, and we, we sometimes struggle a little bit with some of the hills. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I'm sure. Yeah. Even with an e-bike. Oops. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's um, it's because the, the weight... Of the of, of the, the trailer. trailer, yeah. So really, we're looking in the future to get an electric trike, and those things like they can they can carry like two hundred and forty kgs up pretty much any hill. Wow. So yeah, that will be like the an investment for the future. Will be super powered. So that actually <laughs> leans in a bit to where I was going with my question. So the low carbon challenge. Mm. Um, how did you? Well, can you can you briefly tell us what that was about and um, how you got involved? Well, I actually, I actually became involved with KaiCycle as they had just entered the low carbon challenge. So I wasn't, I wasn't kind of around for the the very beginning of that. But the the low carbon challenge, I guess, is is from what it seems to me and my experience, like an accelerator program for um, organisations that are working towards kind of social or environmental change. And the low low carbon challenge was to do with organisations that were startups that were trying to that you know their businesses are promoting lowering carbon emissions um and we were in the the waste free category mm. um sorry i've completely lost my train of thought what was the question oh yeah just a little bit about the low <laughs> just, carbon challenge yeah. but um, so and so what basically we were accelerated through this program to try to vie for some funding at the end from wellington city council um which is match funding for um, a pledge me campaign that you have to do as well and we didn't actually get the the match funding from the city council, unfortunately, um, but we have still gone ahead and, and done a pledge me. But it was, you know, it was great learning, um, and it really was. It was a, a kind of kick up the behind to, to get <laughs> us all moving as well. And we've we've pretty much doubled our our customer, um, yeah, our customer number since then. So Super, that's that's yeah. really great. And it's pretty good timing, I think, as well. So yeah, off the back of the low carbon challenge. Whilst yeah, you haven't got the match, you've got it. So you've got to pledge me live at the moment. Yep. It's about okay. two thousand four hundred dollars. Yeah, of six thousand. Yeah, two thousand four hundred of six thousand, and we've got about seven days left. So we right. 
we need pledges, big, cool. small, whatever, so whatever you can give. If really. you're listening, B-siders um, and Wellingtonians and anyone else who can hear this, um, yeah, check out Kai Cycle. It will be linked through our B-sides Facebook page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the um, I, I find it pretty easy to find the pledge me. Yeah. And so the pledge me um, is pretty cool because I think um, a lot of people who do pledge me these days have got some sort of business and their business rewards are all kind of products and stuff. You guys have got a real human touch, I think. With um, surf lessons, so individual skills of some of the people who I'm guessing are part of Kai Cycle. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us about any of the cool <laughs> rewards? Yeah, so we have got rewards ranging from we will um, grow and plant a seedling for you, which is quite cute. You know, um, we also have some amazing people that can make beautiful balms out of herbs and and lots of different things from the garden, so you can get some nice healing balms. Um, yeah, we have surf lessons from Kelly, so she, she'll she take you down to the beach and give you a surf lesson. There's some there's singing telegram from me, but no one's got one so far, so that's totally fine. Whatever. We're going to advertise that. <laughs> show, <though. laughs> so, um, and that, you know, I don't know, it might involve me getting dressed up as a carrot and coming and singing at your office or something. Um, and we have Donald, who's uh, a Scot, Scotman, Scots, Scotsman, my gosh. Um, and he is making vegetarian haggis. Wow, So cool. that's, that's pretty interesting, yeah. And then also um, we'll come and either we can make compost bins at your house and we'll also come for it's the, I think it's about $1,000 actually, so it's quite a large, a large pledge, but we'll completely make over your garden. Super. And um, permaculture it up a little bit. So check yeah. it out. So, so $3,000. Six hundred dollars to go. So um, yeah. yeah, get pledging. And, Be a um, Broadway superhero. I'm gonna I'm gonna scr- scratch another layer away of my questions now. So you, you're feeling sharp because I wanted to ask about. Um, so your the goal with um, Worker Bee Oasis and the Urban Food Farm is for um, yeah sustainable food network in Wellington, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So um, do you think that there's a bigger future with the kind of local that kind of local economy? Um, I'm saying this back off the off the back of um, coming to an open going to an open source conference today, where mm. um, perhaps we are needing to recreate those networks, and food is a really obviously really valid one. So, yeah, do you, I mean, it, it's probably not a very clear. So, do you think um, it, is it, do you think it's possible to develop um, a, a local economy where there's there's even local produce markets that are a bit more? Do you think it's the way we're going here? I in think Wellington? it's completely possible. Whether or not people are on board and support it is is a different matter, and that's what you need. But that just that just takes education and and raising awareness, and for people to understand the importance of local food production and the importance of recycling waste, um, and the importance of of supporting local communities mm. um and i don't think people think about food production all that much they're not you know they food comes from here and food comes from there and people don't really they're not really as engaged with it and it's you know it's there's a whole lot of engagement that needs to happen to get wider societal support but i think that i think it's what a lot of places are moving to yeah i mean you've got transition towns in the uk and uh, circular economy yeah and, yeah you know, this is all like starting to come through and local food production and closing food systems is is just one part of that and it's very important part though i think so yeah yeah 
I am. I think seeing somebody on a bicycle with a trailer full of compost is probably a really good way to get people engaged. Yeah, it is. It's it's very interesting. So we were out at the markets in Newtown on on Saturday, and um, well, I mean, we were dressed up as superheroes. It's <laughs> kind of funny, but just walking around Newtown with the trailer and the bike. You know, people are just like, either they're like, whoa, look at that trailer. Or they're like, whoa, look at that bike. Or they're like, you guys look weird. Or, you know, they're just, they're just so interested. <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? Like, run over and they're just like, what are you doing? And then, you know, you, kind of, you, you, build, up, you build up the conversation, I guess. And, yeah, that's what it is. You know, cars might find us a little bit annoying. You know, big trailer on a bike. But it, I think just people seeing that makes people think differently. It's like, oh, bikes, oh, trailers. It, it's not, it becomes more of a norm. And once something like that becomes a social norm, once composting becomes a social norm, once riding bikes becomes a social norm, mm. that's when you'll see, you know, change. You're like moving towards that tipping point of actually lots of people being on board. So, yeah, it's great. I think like having that kind of physicality of the trailer is, is yeah. great. And it's so cute. Yeah, definitely. And I guess you're, pro- you're probably hopefully capturing the imagination of children, which is oh, yeah. where we're going to really make the, ch- yeah, the difference. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's definitely, mm. it's all about the kids. Um, I guess we've, I, I can't tell whether there's something happening in Wellington or whether they're, whether I've just been exposed to it in, in Plastic Free July and things like that. But um, things like Love Food, Hate Waste happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam and Hannah from the um, uh, Plastic Free and Beyond movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw you at the, their, their <laughs> talk, um, yeah. which was so full, people were mm-hmm. ramming out the doors. So is something happening in Wellington? Is, are people more aware? I think so. I mean, I... I think I think it's happen- happening globally, and I think Wellington is definitely a nice, you know, a kind of city melting pot for something like that to happen because you've got a city that is surrounded by green, so people are kind of a- aware of the environment, and yet it's like this really amazing place full of creative people. And when you get creative people together, you have great ideas, mm. and it's also people that think outside the box a little bit as well you know that they're, they're not afraid to kind of move forward and be like oh actually no I don't want to go with this status quo anymore I want to kind of like I'm gonna start a compost collection service or I'm not doing this waste thing and and in some way it's like the people of Wellington seem to be a few steps of steps ahead of, of the provision of that you know there's no there's no recycling bin there's no like municipal kind of city council recycling bin that's next to your normal rubbish mm. There's no offer of just compost collection for for residents. And I think it's very much spearheaded by, by the people. But that's great because if it's spearheaded by the people, then it'll it'll last. They can know? actually achieve... I think that's what Pam, Pam Warhurst said from um, the... Uh, what was it? Todd Mo- Todmorden in um, England. So she yeah. did the um, edible town kind of thing. Oh, and she said, great. yeah, you know, you can achieve more things from a community level Absolutely. than some because, ta- you know, council to try and get municipal compost bins everywhere with council yeah. would be it would be a long process. Yeah. I think so. Um, uh, what is the main driver for the Sustainable Food Network idea in Wellington? Is it resilience because of our, where, where Wellington's beautifully placed across five <laughs> fault lines? Or is it is it a cost thing or? Um, um, I. I guess it depends who you're talking to. Um, for me, sustainable local food networks would be resilience. Yeah, mm. resilience and a reconnection. Because I think half the problem with the world is that people have just forgotten a lot of things, 
And and when you start to localize food production, you start to connect people to their food and to the environment and to nature. And then like once you start doing that, you just see this kind of like domino effect of like, you know, oh, oh yeah, I care about this and I care about that. Um, so for me, it would be resilience, especially as we're facing, you know, uncertain times in terms of climate mm. change. Um, well, yeah, I guess mainly climate change and social unrest and displacement of people and you know, all this kind of stuff. I think that we we have to start thinking about food. You know, you see like places in the world like um, Detroit uh, that have you know that have just completely collapsed economically, and the one thing that they did was they started to grow food. Mm. And it starts a conversation. Yeah. They, they did some stuff on berms as well, didn't yeah. they, on the side of the road? And, yeah, it starts a conversation yeah. and then people can engage. Yeah, and it. it completely changes people as well. Like, you know, it's like Cuba as well. Mm. No trade with Cuba. What did they do? Grow food. Super. Okay. So, yeah, I think that reconnection is a really good, strong message. Um, I should have asked this earlier. The rewards, for, so the... Um, what's the Pledge Me going towards? Because there's an education element to that. Yeah, so the Pledge Me... Um, the Pledge Me is actually going towards a shelter at the farm. Um, and that's mainly because we have nowhere to put our trailer or our buckets. Um, and if we did have a, a trike, we have nowhere to put that. So that's kind of, we need somewhere to store our things. And also it doubles up as an education centre. Because really what we're interested in doing is educating people as well as just feeding people. So we want to... Um, have school children come we want to have adults come we're going to actually start running workshops in october now if we don't have an education center they're just going to be outside um that's on like biointensive farming uh also permaculture so yeah we're really we really we want to be inviting people to the farm so they can learn and we want to be giving back to the community and the knowledge that we have with the people that are involved super so um so Check out Kai Cycle on Yay. Facebook and find the Pledge Me through that. But um, if they wanted to come along and see the food farm on Sunday? Yeah, so we have Volunteer Day on Sunday from 1 till 3. Whereabouts and, is it? And you can come along. It's at 5 Hospital Road, Five which Hospital is in Road. Newtown. And it's kind of behind the, the blood donation place. So, cool. yeah, it's, it's, re- it's actually really, really nice. It's, you know, when you go there, it's amazing how... Uh, just how grounding it is to be in this little bit of land that's producing food. Beautiful. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to uh, get your in- musical instrument ready and tell? Do, do you feel like singing a song? Uh, yeah, I-, I can do. I was actually really wanting to write some kind of song that had something to do with like Kai Cycle and food production, and then I, I didn't really get to that point. So sorry. Just play what you've got. You okay. know, <laughs> 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 improvise it. So if you want to get ready, we'll just um, do a, few, a community notice or two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a community notice to read out, Ally. So the Houghton Valley Play Center has got their 20th annual Great Debate on, and it is on Thursday, the 25th of August. You can go there from 7 p.m. It's at the Pines, 50 the Esplanade, Houghton Bay, and it costs $20. And you can book tickets ahead of time. You you can get them from Jane Gisbon, uh, should I say her phone number? Um, yeah, yeah, if you haven't got any other contacts. I'm not going to say her phone number. <laughs> okay. But if you know Jane, you should call her. <laughs> Is it? Or you can email. I've got, I've got another one, Allie. Mm. <laughs> or you can email hvplaycenter 
at gmail.com. Basically, there's going to be a bunch of local people there, political types. The MC is Paul Eagle. The chair is going to be Grant Robertson. Uh, Annette King will be there. Pinky Agnew, Linda McGregor, Chris Hipkiss, David Townsend, Tim Jeffries. Some of those names I don't know, I'm going to be honest. True, yeah. Um, I know Tim and a Jeffrey, but not um, the same guy here. Okay, um, but I'm sure they're all very important people who you might want to hear their opinions and you might want to have a laugh with them and hear a debate. And it's all a fundraiser for the Houghton Valley Play Center. Super. So get out there and check it out. Or, I mean, get online and, and find out more about it. I'm sure if you Google um, Great Debate New Zealand, Houghton Valley Play Center, you will... You'll find it. You'll yeah. find out how, awesome. to, how to get involved. I've got another little note. Um, did you know our co-host Laurie has just had a knee op? So get well soon, Laurie, if you're listening. I hope you are. Um, Shout out checking to Laurie. In on, yeah, so Laurie Foon, who is the reason we're all on this program and our inspiration. She is the mama bear of B-Side Stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we love you, Laurie. And, um, yeah, feel better soon. Get, um, you can hope you hope get back into Kung Fu. Um, as soon as you can. Yeah, yeah, and bicycle riding and all the other wonderful things you do. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, uh, if, did you have another community notice, Laura? No? Cool. Absolutely not. Cool. Absolutely not. So just one thing happening. <laughs> That's it, Wellington. Round. <laughs> cool. Jen, are you about ready to play as a song? Yeah, I mean, hopefully you'll be able to hear the guitar because it's pretty simple. I actually only just started playing guitar not so long ago, so uh, it was mainly okay. to try and accompany the singing. Cool. Um, so... Right. I'm going to play this as a, a first song that I wrote, and it's so super simple, and hopefully my voice won't wobble. Um, and I'm going to dedicate it, if you don't mind, to two friends of mine who are getting married in the UK, and I'm not going home. Oh. So, happy wedding, Emma and Liam. That means people from the UK are going to listen to this, guys. Yay! Go Wellington! Come visit! <laughs> um, yeah, and so this is called... Uh, we <laughs> I know inside I know You, you love me 
can be happy and we can be merry and we can be there when we cry that's right my darling that's right my darling That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.